0: Okay and welcome to the fourth edition of Pardon Me Alex. You have Alex here, Jacqueline, and y'all
1: we're in the same room. We are we're in the same room today and I'm super worse from the game tonight. Uh (laughs) yeah. you who were there know where I'm coming from. Y'all that game was nuts. And, not, I
0: mean, to quote Vince Walsh on Twitter about 25 minutes ago, he says that he's going to be sending SFA basketball the bill for his multiple heart attacks, and I agree
1: 1,000%. To put it into perspective, uh, we just watched a little clip with Rob Myers, most fabulous man in the world, um, commentating that we didn't have our first lead until 14.9 seconds, I believe, left in the game. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> So,
0: for those who didn't watch the game or are just now catching up via Twitter and Facebook, it, it was a game. It was a comeback of epic proportions, and uh, we have a lot to say about that tonight. So, strap on in, people. Yeah, get ready.
1: Because here we go. All right. We'll give a little uh, background on on Marist. Start off with, um, so they came in tonight's game 2-1 and one overall. Uh so Marist is in Poughkeepsie, New York. They are in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, currently number one. Um, so far this season, oh, one and two. Sorry, not two and one. Well, sorry, Marist. Sorry. Um, they have lost to Army and Lehigh by, you know, four to six points each, beat Columbia by six points. Um one thing I do want to point out because I, I kind of looked over their stats a little bit before the game, and their three point percentage was about 41%, which was not indicative of what they did tonight. So, not at all. Uh, I'll cut a little slack because definitely I'm sure the scouting report did not illustrate the amount of threes that they would be making tonight because that's not what they have done thus far. However, I will say they did it several possessions in a row, which should have been enough for us to know to guard them better. On the arc. On that. (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't take very many possessions to see that, you know. That you have a couple three-ball shooters there. Scouting report can only go so far because, you know, they just didn't do tonight what they have normally done. So, yeah, we'll let that slide. We'll let that slide. And uh, for the record, though,
0: they are from Poughkeepsie new york their uh, their mascot are is the red foxes which on our program tonight there was blank <laughs> there was no red That's fox
1: so i wish you
0: guys could see this right now there's no red fox on the program so i kind of drew in a fox on there um and and jacqueline can attest to this whenever i got there and i sat down and they started coming in to warm up i texted her really fast and i said these are not boys basketball these look like men they were huge. These dudes were huge. I mean, come on. You had two guys who were 6'9". You had a 6'8", a 6'7", a 6'6". Six, six. Wait, no. 6'9", 6'9", 6'8", 6'7". Oh, yeah, there is a 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. I mean, holy crap. These dudes were
1: huge. Yeah, I would definitely say their average height was pretty close to
0: 6'5". Yeah. I mean, and when you when you put those guys next to our guys, yeah, we have a couple tall, you know, big guys, but... Dear God Almighty, I was saying, holy moly, strap in for a long game. And it was a long game. It was very rough that first half, Jacqueline. <laughs> I was – you. if you would have seen us, if you guys were there, you might have seen us from across the court because um, it's pretty easy to spot us. We're the two nutballs behind the bench. But, yeah, it was pretty rough. We were covering our eyes. We were yelling. I almost ripped
1: my program apart in half. If anyone saw me or has photos of me from tonight's game, I will kindly – politely request that you delete them because i'm sure my my face was not too pleasant oh it was bad y'all it was
0: bad anyway but we'll look past that again we'll look past that this is not a bashing the lumberjacks podcast this is a compliment sandwich that i like to say <laughs> <laughs> on the end the bread are the compliments in the middle the meat is where we give some constructive criticism but before we get to all that i mean again we came into this game two and one, obviously our one loss was last week to Miami. And you know, that Miami game is again, not very indicative of how, you know, we play as a team. Mm -hmm. As you can see tonight, we were able to pull it together. Um, So that being said though, let's kind of talk about some of the good stuff that happened during the game. Um, We'll wait to talk about some of the not so good stuff, mainly that first half. If we could just block that first half, out of memory, I think I'd be
1: okay. Really? Probably the last five minutes were the best.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We could just get to that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, who was it that said somebody tweeted us or, or texted you and said better down by 10 than 32. Didn't someone say that? Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, at least we were down by 10 at the half, not a shit ton like before. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Um, so, again, good stuff happened during the game. Jacqueline, what do you got?
1: Um, so, Alex and I did discuss our, our points off of turnovers were much better. Um, yes. This game, where did I write that down? Okay, so this game, we, well. We had 20.
0: Yes, we had 20.
1: Um, we had 20 they,
0: points off of the turnovers.
1: And I think against Miami, we only had six. Oh, yeah, it was it was under 10. Um, some much, much better there. Uh, our free throws were not terrible. However, I will say we only made 12 of 20. And those eight points, points—had we had them the last five minutes of the game wouldn't have given me a heart attack and made me lose my mind if we had a little more of those. Oh, yeah. I kept screaming, if we would have just made those free throws,
0: if we would have just made the free
1: throws. We we didn't do too great on turnovers. We had 16 turnovers, so that's kind of a lot. Um, no, but to be fair, we did have one less. Than Marist, Marist had 17. <laughs> still doesn't mean it's
0: great.
1: no. Doesn't um, mean that
0: was wonderful, but one less is one less.
1: We. I, I was going to say one of my notes that I did make that I'll take back was that we didn't weren't doing that well on defensive rebounds. I felt like we weren't. Maybe I was being super critical because. We had 21 defensive rebounds. Mayor said 20, um, on offensive rebounds we had 11. They only had two, so we we did majorly out rebound them, uh, 32 to 22. So we did. We did really well on the re- uh, rebounds, even though I didn't think that we did. Um, and I will give a little special shout out to Fitz because I've I feel like since I dogged him on. Shooting three-pointers, he proved me wrong tonight because he made two out of three. He did. <laughs> so. i just laughing. There you go. There's uh your ammunition, guys, to go prove me wrong. For, I, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Oh. Love it. Prove her Love. wrong
0: all day because if that means that we get a dub and better three-point percentage, <laughs> I'm down with it.
1: And I'll take it back. I will take it back. But Again, um, we
0: will say when we are
1: wrong. And dang. But we, of my if, defense. Fitz made some really good strong moves towards the bucket and the paint as well. Uh, so, yeah, Fitz. And that makes me 10 times happier. I mean, we were screaming your name this
0: whole time. And a huge dunk. You did make a huge dunk. I think we both wrote that down. Yeah, We both tonight. Um, tonight we didn't have a pad of paper with us. We had, um, the programs, the, the program. So if you looked at our programs, I know obviously you can't see us right now, but you had chicken scratch all over the programs tonight. Um, one bright point I thought was kind of funny, you know, again, we mentioned this during the first broadcast was the Ask the Jacks, where it's that little segment, <laughs> <laughs> the little segment in between the uh, the games during the media timeouts, I believe. Yes, the
1: Berkshire Brothers, Ask the Jacks.
0: Yeah, and so tonight's question, I think, had to do with ringtones.
1: What, what song would you have as your ringtone? Right. And
0: half of the answers I couldn't understand.
1: Well, I, I think Shannon and Keevon, I didn't hear if they did respond. I think they were just oh, yeah. thinking on it.
0: Shannon and Keevon had, they just like, uh, which was funny. But I think the, the only one that we actually understood and heard was, again, Fitz. I swear to God. Fitz, you have the <laughs> best answers. He said, crank that soldier boy. And then he said, wait, no, Superman. And then he was confused. He didn't know which one was which.
1: Or if it was yeah, that, that's a pretty good throwback. But
0: that was a solid throwback. I remember singing that song when I was a student yes. way back in the day. i Am not going to say how old? Oh yeah, we're not. Um, we're going to keep that to ourselves. How old we are? Let's see.
1: Any more positives we have written down? Yes, I I did have one really good one. Yeah, uh, Nate had a really great performance tonight. Oh, I feel like um, Nate, even though you fell out early, um. Well, I have a few, irrelevant. I have a few good points for Nate actually. Irrelevant. Nate. Nate was great whenever he was in tonight. And there, there was one point I wrote down uh, Nate aware, which was a good note to myself. Um, Cause there was a point where you were under the bucket and got, um, got the pass and just did a really good job of being aware of exactly where you were to be able to quickly turn and shoot and be positioned correctly. Um, so that that's always, the thing that I love to see um, Nate's is just you're a you're aware, aware of where you are on the court so that you can quickly turn around and take that opportunity for the shot. Um, but I'll also say, even once Nate fouled out for any of you who are at the game, um, and if you're not sitting close enough to the, bench, to the bench to see, you should move closer to the bench because I, I promise you it's the most entertaining experience. Um, Especially tonight. But Nate had all kinds of energy and, Even though he fell out. Even though he was fouled out and he wasn't in the game, he was on the bench. I mean, he had more energy than anyone on the court, I think. It Um, was infectious, Nate. And uh, I took a pretty good snap of Nate doing his. uh, Yeah, a totally memeable image of Nate. We're in their head. head. We're in their head. We don't lose at home. I I just kept repeating that. We should post that and see who can give the best caption for it. We're ready. Yes. So anyway, shout out to Nate for that. I mean, sometimes you know you have games you can't help it. You get in foul trouble and you foul out, but if you can still be a team player and involved from the bench and really get the rest of your teammates really into it and motivated and supporting them uh that's great and it, it obviously paid off tonight um
0: I agree I mean I
1: agree 100% Nate you are a
0: workhorse buddy Nate I mean come on you had 24 minutes you were three for four field goal percentage um you had three for six free throws I mean you had eight rebounds you you and even you and Kevon had the most rebounds tonight you had eight that's insane you were hustling for that ball out there when you're on the court, and major props to you, buddy. Major props. Keep it up. Keep this. Keep keep the fire. Keep it going. That's all I can say there. Um, A few high points I had written down. Um, Obviously, our second-half defense was killer. I don't know what happened. I don't know, Coach, I don't know what you said in the locker room or what y'all did in the locker room. You gave it a a shot of Michael's secret juice or sauce from Space Jam. I don't know what you did, but they came out just screaming with their defense. And we honestly held them from shooting the long ball, the long ball (laughs) inside joke. Sorry. So, I mean, y'all were on fire with that defense and that's the defense we need to see every game, all game, the whole time.
1: Totally. And that's where we get those points off turnovers that we've mentioned before that are a big, yeah. A big tremendous piece of the puzzle for our success. So yeah. Way to push. For I that. mean,
0: they basically couldn't shoot a three pointer. I mean, they had a few obviously in the second half, but I mean, you really stopped them from shooting beyond the arc. I mean, they had to really work hard for the points that they got. And obviously we had a lot of turnovers in that second half because of the defense.
1: And so that was just awesome there. Um, so, so I just have two main, really main points. Um, uh, <clears throat> or improvement that but both of which I mentioned in the last podcast, but we, we did them both again. Um, I know for a fact I yep. did both of these twice. That's just how many times I marked it down. So it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but shot clock, we're still having issues with the shot clock. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but um, I think we need to be more aware and maybe make a better team effort of communication communicating maybe communicating yeah. on that because i mean it, it's the two times i marked down that it that we had violations it, it was one of those where once it got down to about three seconds it was like a complete surprise to the person who had the ball that shot clock was about to go off and we didn't even get a halfway decent attempt yeah um, and that's that's just wasted and though that's just like Possession. fundamental yeah it's you know it's the same clock. amount of seconds every Time. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. doesn't, it doesn't change. So right. I don't really know. Um, and my other one was backdoor again. No. I don't, I, I there was still a, don't
0: know. A handful at least.
1: But again, if you're playing man defense and you're in that little half moon under the bucket, then guess what? The bucket is your man too, and you need to be guarding him. Or hurt, whatever you want to call it. But you got to play heads um, up, man. You need to be paying attention because the backdoor shots are just way too easy, totally uncontested, and just not paying attention and being aware. So exactly, those are my main two. Exactly,
0: exactly. So let's move on and talk about our plays of the game, and we put plays plural because there was a few, mainly from our boy Jock, Jock, Deuce, Jiggy, whatever you go by. (laughs) Holy crap, out of left field, Jock comes in off the bench and just lights it up. And I, I mean, I'm not shocked because I knew that once he got more time on the court, he got more experience under his belt, he would just start dropping dimes. And I tweeted you, Jock, and you retweeted me and you liked it. So I know you're listening.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of back to what I said with the, the free throws, we had eight missed free throws that could have made up. Some points there, uh, but instead, since we didn't make them, we were at a deficit and it was kind of looking bleak. And then Jock comes out and makes, not one, not two, but three, three three threes in a row. Um, I mean, super clutch, came out of nowhere, dragged us up from the ashes. Literally the
0: definition of clutch. If you look up clutch in the dictionary, there's a picture. It's It's now
1: updated with Jock's picture. We should go replace it on Wikipedia.
0: Don't tell I'll do I'll try (laughs) challenge accepted because Jock I mean come on you're a freshman dude a freshman and you're hitting those clutch free I can't even talk I'm so excited clutch threes like that in a game like this come on dude come on he needs to come in a little bit more I think more time under his belt and he'll get even better just watch I said it now November 20th 2018 I've said it I've said it um, so other than Jock with his clutch performance tonight, obviously those turnovers really, really helped us that second half. And we already mentioned that. And so you guys know that your turnovers were, out, you know, outstanding, way better than last time. And, again, that comes from that defense, that, that lights out defense that we, you know, that chaos that you create. Um, yeah, so, the press at the yeah. end of the game
1: really helped us as oh, well, yeah. believe So
0: And, again, that also comes from the crowd. I mean, tonight attendance was about 2,800. So and that's pretty good for uh Thanksgiving break, right? I mean right, yeah there wasn't a lot of students there again, which is understandable. It's Thanksgiving break. We know, we know. But there still was a decent crowd community wise. And so again, that really when those turnovers start happening and three start falling, the, the crowd was very pumped up and energetic. The
1: crowd helps
0: the helps the energy flow for sure. That's
1: great. And yeah, uh, there I know they were Also, getting very into it on expressing their displeasure with the officiating. But oh
0: yeah, bad officiating um, always helps the crowd get (laughs) into it. They get a little riled up. Come Um, on, come on, get the call right the first time,
1: and you don't have to check the screen. It's not that hard, zebras. So, so anyone who wasn't um, at the game ridiculous an excessive amount of check. And just a side note here: as the daughter of a collegiate official, I rarely comment on the officiating at all however there was an excessive amount of checking the monitor for replays for pretty extended amounts of time extended I mean, that
0: second one was maybe it.
1: two to three minutes worth of oh it felt longer watching uh, anyway um, but ridiculous but that's though the point. but anyhow um
0: i mean come on and the second one that took the longest was an out of bounds yes it wasn't even exactly. like a foul or anything it was an out of bounds on who had possession
1: Come on! Maybe they were confused on who was the lead and trail official, and they didn't know to stay in their lane. Um, that's my guess. <laughs> There's my guess on that. I don't
0: know. Again, I don't know how many eyeballs <laughs> you need on a screen to see that it was SFA's ball. lot Thank God! Thank God they got it right. I think if they'd got that wrong, uh, that was a they would have had a major problem. Big on momentum their hands. Um, call. Oh, absolutely. All right, cool. So our player of the game. The Pilgrim's pride player of the game was Shannon.
1: Shannon. Shannon. however, however, uh, Alex and I discussed before we, we kind of agreed. We had a a split on our personal player of the game. Uh, yeah. Between Fitz and jock. So yeah, for sure. Fitz, uh, you know, we were sad that you fouled out, um, again, irrelevant. Six minutes, I think left, uh, you were hustling, but you were still high point. Um, yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh, I think you finished with eighteen, and Shannon with sixteen. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: Fitz had eighteen points. Finished out,
1: re, just really good overall performance there. You proved me wrong on the threes, so I'll give you that. And you, and you still battled in the lane. So yeah, double points for that.
0: Um, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I'm sure Jacqueline might agree with me too. Is is that first half? You really kept us in the game.
1: Totally. I mean, without you scoring and – Well, I think for the at least the first ten minutes of the first half, I think you had all but maybe four of our points. I mean, really, yeah, exactly. So,
0: you honestly, when I say you put the team on your back <laughs> – You put the team on your back, though. That's a recall from how many years ago? Anyway, regardless.
1: So, our, our toss-up for player of the game was between Fitz and obviously Jock – For those clutch Um, threes, Jesus. For the the three threes in a row that literally pulled us up from the – You literally
0: pulled us out of the gutter, dude.
1: The depths
0: to actually have a
1: chance. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, the other team pulled a Michigan and called a timeout when there was no timeout.
0: (laughs) That was probably the best Um,
1: moment of the game other than Nate Bane's faces. I'm sorry, Chris Weber, but forever calling a timeout when there are no timeouts is going to be – Michigan, I love you, Chris Weber. But uh, yeah, I mean, come but on, dude! with no timeouts. Um, Be aware that, that really just settled it for us. So if y'all would have seen
0: the coach's faces, the face tonight when when that dude called a timeout, I have never seen a coach more infuriated. I mean, come on. Pay attention to how many timeouts you have. Our scoreboard's pretty big. You can see how many timeouts we have, buddy. It is pretty large. I mean, it's pretty large. You can't miss it. You have zero timeouts. Don't call. I mean, you gave us two points. I mean, well, only made one, but still. Whatever. Ridiculous.
1: Anyway. Oh, so, I know what our one, one other good point we didn't call out. Guys, we, we have a good point. so excited about having Aaron back. Oh, back. my
0: God. We didn't even put it in the agenda. <laughs> Holy. That should have been the first thing we said. Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron! So glad to have Aaron back tonight.
1: Aaron, you came back. We were a little nervous with the, you know, the arm
0: apparatus, the but brace you had on. Anytime you went diving for a ball or anything physically, we held our breath. Aaron, you surprised us all again. If you if you look at the side note, if you watch the live video of lineups on our Facebook page, you will see a very quick cameo of Jacqueline flipping her
1: oh no head i might have to approve that cuz it's probably not oh well no it looks good sorry if i'm not presentable in that but i was excited we were all
0: i mean we literally hugged in joy because aaron was start not only was he suited up but he was starting we had no idea we weren't even paying obviously that close of
1: attention to warm ups <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh, um, my God. But we were excited. Shannon, I know you were excited to have Aaron back, too. So Yeah, Shannon, you get to go back to your uh, yeah. to your original position there, buddy.
0: Anyway, Aaron, we're so happy to have you back. Stay healthy. I mean, it's I love that. That's voting well for our team going into uh, the Christmas break here. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back and talk about um, a co- actually a special topic that a person uh, – presented us with. So uh, we will be right back. All right, party people. And we are back to pardon me, Alex here with Alex and Jacqueline again in the same room.
1: Finally reunited. Finally
0: reunited for long. I know because someone is going somewhere overseas again, not jealous at all. (laughs) Anyway. So this uh, segment is going to be kind of like a special topic segment. We're going to start doing um, we've been asking our followers to post questions on our Facebook page or Instagram page about things, maybe topics you want us to cover, questions you have that you want us to talk about, give us our opinions. Um, so we actually had uh, one person, Matt Adkins, a fellow Lumberjack Pride Award winner. Hey, Matt. So he asked us a question on our Facebook page about our opinions over beer at william r johnson um alcohol but specifically beer serving beer at william r johnson coliseum so um anyway our opinions are as follows
1: jacqueline you want to (laughs) start um so well i wish i had some official word on if we were pursuing that or not um brian ivy question mark yeah but we don't know on that um However, I, I did a little a little bit of background research because it, it seems that through the grapevine over the years, people some people have said that it's an NCAA rule, that it's not allowed. But as any of you who have been to any other college games know, that's not the case because there are tons of colleges who do have um, alcohol, alcohol at their games, at least football for sure. Um, so from what I looked up, the NCAA only prohibits alcohol sales at, NCAA championships um, during, re- as far as regular season games go, it's up to each conference what their own specific rules are. So we'll have to do a little more research on what the Southlands rules are or if they even specify that. But yeah, cause I Googled um, it would definitely be allowed during regular season. If our conference said that it was. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we haven't found anything or saw anything that, the Southland prohibits the sell or selling of alcohol products or alcohol just in general in the stadium. Um, So again, that could be something for the future. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Um, Obviously if you, I guess guess it would just depend on, you know, are we going to sell alcohol? So all forms of alcohol or just beer, you know,
1: yeah, I mean, I would think definitely not liquor, but yeah, I feel like that would be, get sticky real quick. Yeah, yeah, literally and figuratively. Oh, but, I'm, but I'm tuh. um, no, yeah. but you, but you're right, though. You're right, and I know a lot of schools are more in favor of it as far as a a way to increase attendance. Um, definitely, I don't, I don't think necessary. I mean, I don't. I'm not opposed to either way, but I don't. Personally, believe that we really need a huge push for basketball attendance. I think maybe football more. That would be a, a selling point to get people to attend the game rather than stay outside tailgating. But
0: right, and I guess that's also because two is not there's nobody that tailgates basketball. Right, exactly.
1: So you know, which hey
0: could be a. We're thing. not saying that we won't. we're not saying we wouldn't, and we're not saying that we haven't because <laughs> I distinctly remember a couple of seasons ago. Our buddy Bruce doing a tailgate before a game.
1: Shout out to Bruce,
0: Bruce! Shout out to Bruce Maryberry and his humongous uh grill that he attaches to his truck. Um, we were the only sad, sad sacks out there mm-hmm. at like eight AM on a Saturday in the rain, barbecuing before a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um. So, I mean, again, I'm not opposed to it. I think we would just limit it to just basically just beer would probably be a good start. I mean, I think personally, my opinion is, is that it would obviously increase the fan experience. Um, You know, it doesn't really, really honestly matter to me whether we do or we don't. I mean, it's not going to affect me from coming or going to the game. I mean, right. I'm going to be there regardless.
1: The, the only complaint I would see is if people think it's going to make it a nut family atmosphere, something um, which I think could be really easily rectified by pur- being able to only purchase a certain number of drink tickets to get drinks so that you're limited and not just, yeah.
0: Or, you know, cause like some people will try and buy, you know, like four at a time, right. You know, limit it to one per person per transaction or something, you know, or even just, you know, and I've seen some schools, um, I did a little bit of research prior to beginning our podcast about any other NCAA schools, regardless of size, whether if they serve alcohol or beer at their at their uh, stadiums or not, and a lot of them do just serve alcohol. Um, some just serve beer, um, and a lot of them, again, they they quote it by saying that it does increase the fan experience and it does increase attendance, and there hasn't been any issues to date with it. Um, one is example that I did find was. Um, Actually, from this year, from this fall, on October 11th, um, the University of Richmond wants to become the first of Virginia's Division I schools to sell beer at their general public basketball games. Um, But specifically, just selling them at the men's basketball game and not not the women's, which I don't really know.
1: I don't understand that. I don't understand why that's... We need need answers on that. A deal
0: on that one. Yeah, NBC NBC 29, uh, ABC, tell us why, specifically... (laughs) Why is it just the men's games and not both women's games? Yeah, and why, men's? why the men's fans yeah. get to buy
1: alcohol and not the women's? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> anyway, so they would want they want to be the first Division I school in Virginia to sell beer at their basketball game. And uh their director of athletics, John Hart, basically said that it will again enhance, quote unquote, enhance the fan experience. Um the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority has approved the move. So maybe it's Not only do they have to go through NCAA, they have to go through Southland, but they also have to go through like TABC too. Mm -hmm. So that could be, it just could be a lot of hoops to jump. And so, um, and plus, and again, which I agree, it would definitely generate more revenue. So not only would it help attendance, it would help revenue, which as any school knows, getting more money is always a plus. So which, a good thing. yeah, if you could get more money to, you know, enhance the experience and not only enhance the, uh, the facilities, that would be great, too. Um, according to this news article as well, five other Atlantic 10 conference members sell beer at their on-campus basketball facilities. Um, so, again, we're not opposed to it. I think it would be I think it'd be fun, a new experience. I think maybe more people would come, specifically the college students, because let's be honest with ourselves, a lot of them don't come to the games specifically because they can't drink beer there. They'd rather stay at home and drink beer and watch it at home or just drink beer because most of the games are are on nights where they go out anyway, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights. So But let's be honest, any night is a drinking night if you're in college. So, I mean, let's be real with ourselves. All right. Um, So, anyway, if you guys have any sort of comments or suggestions on different topics for us to talk about during our podcast, please post them on Facebook or on Instagram. And uh, if you have any comments on actually on this topic specifically about serving beer at William R. Johnson or even extending that to both William R. Johnson and football, I think we would love to hear from you on that. So stick around. We're going to take one last quick break and then we'll come back and talk again about upcoming games and uh, a little thing called Belfast. Jacqueline. (laughs) (laughs) Not jealous at all. All right. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Part Me, Alex. It's Jacqueline. woo Jacqueline, in the same house. So uh, for our last segment, just to remind kind of what we have coming up. So today was the first game of the Belfast Classic, and the next game will be on Sunday, November 25th. It's going to be a 4.30 game, so you can come back into town from Thanksgiving break a little early that afternoon and catch the second game uh, to give the guys a good send off over to Belfast. Um, we'll be trying to figure out some sort of alternative solution again for our, for our next podcast as I'll be in Belfast at that point. Um, God. About six, we will figure it out. About six hours ahead of of y'all here. but um, Yeah, so it'll be what? Like midnight, one o'clock there? Yeah. So it might be kind of late. <laughs> I might be as worse then as I am now. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Depend on how it goes. So, no, you can drink some Irish whiskey and you'll be fine. That's true. So, Sunday. Hot toddy. St. Edward's at 430. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Friday I'll be heading over to Belfast. I, the guys play on Sunday, so I'm assuming probably Monday they'll head over to Belfast. And if y'all have heard us mention several times, I'll have a flat Alex I'll be taking photos with. So, any any ideas or input on places or things to take pictures of with Flat Alex? Post those on her page. Give us some good clever ideas. Or yeah. if any of you have been to Ireland or Northern Ireland and you have, um, you know, favorite sightseeing spot or something a must see something for myself and Flat Alex, then hit us up and let us know, and we'll get we'll get some cool pictures out there for y'all i mean it'll be
0: the skinniest i've been in <laughs> 29 years so. <laughs> <laughs> so and it'll be my first trip overseas yeah. so my little flat alex maybe maybe we'll even get a passport stamp yeah we're gonna work on that we'll see what
1: happens maybe so that will
0: be great and any
1: any fun ideas for flat alex yeah shoot them to us please
0: do and like i said Definitely make sure you guys think of Jacqueline and give her some traveling grace. She's a she's a world traveler, so she this is not her first rodeo to travel
1: overseas and by herself. By the way, um, she's done this multiple times. So I am a pretty seasoned traveler, but uh, you could all give me some prayers that there aren't any crying babies on uh, on my flight. That would be preferable. You have earplugs, yeah? Yes. Good. Yes, that's a must-not-forget item. Yeah, make sure um, you get some earphones. Yeah, so uh, let's see. My two requests for good good thoughts and vibes would be no crying babies and that I don't have any um, issues or grief from security on my passport because that's happened several times before, which are stories for rainy days oh, if anyone's interested. But, um,
0: yeah. Lord heaven. Anyway, so the Belfast trip. <laughs> Uh, you know, and uh, there's a lot of people I know that are going. I know Matt's going, Matt Adkins. Um, there's a couple other people that we know going. So if you're going to Belfast, make sure you hit us up on Part Me Alex and let Jacqueline know um that you're going. And yeah, also we'll,
1: we'll get some pictures together to put up there. Yeah. There.
0: Yeah. And you could be on our on our Instagram page. And um definitely, and maybe even help her out with, you know, being on the podcast on over in uh, over in Belp- Belfast and I could be back here and we can all have a couple of uh, guest speakers and stuff or something. We can figure it out. But um, definitely post some ideas on where Jacqueline can take a picture with her herself and Flat Alex since I can't be there. It's okay. Next time we have an overseas trip. I don't care where it is. We going.
1: <laughs> Maybe it'll be Hawaii again next
0: time. Oh, Hawaii would be great. I would love to spend
1: Christmas in Hawaii. That Christmas in it's Hawaii you. trip was always so tempting. Listen, we will be coming back no longer with the the winter pasty. We'll come back with a nice tan. Oh, yeah. Fabulous.
0: Oh, yeah. My students will be like, what did you do over Christmas break? Wouldn't you like to know? So. Wouldn't you like to know? Anyway, so that's Belfast. Again, keep in mind, those games, you can watch them on November 30th and the 1st. I forget exactly where or how. We'll share that on the We'll page. share it, yeah, because I know I know that they're televised and or they're on they're online somewhere. I know they are. So we'll make sure we share
1: those. Um, even though they're gonna be at and head over, you can also just head over to SFA Jack's Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Because on, the, on the schedule in each game it'll it'll tell you where you can access the live feed. So if you're
0: up at the crack of dawn on November thirtieth at seven AM. If you're like my mother and wakes up at 5 a.m. with the
1: damn chickens, then <laughs> be my guest. But if not, you can set your alarm. Oh, God. Be, look, my- be looking because I'll be sitting on the floor. So you'll probably maybe see me. Oh, that's right.
0: You are sitting on the floor. Yeah. You paid more for those seats. Worth it. Totally. Totally. Totes, my goats. Okay. So then right after that, right before Christmas break, we have LaTeX. And again, I know we've mentioned this before on previous podcasts. But if the law tech game is anything like the previous law tech game, it's, it's going to be, be good. a good one. So, please, I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart, please come out and support on December 7th at 6.30 p.m. It's December 7th. That's a Friday, correct? I don't know. I think it's a Friday. It is a Friday. It is a Friday. Night. It's a Friday night. So, listen up and listen well, you SFA students. This is my one soapbox for the night. It's at six thirty. The game will be over no later than eight thirty.
1: Which none of y'all go out till ten p.m. anyway. So don't act like you're doing something special at eight thirty. You can put on your makeup before you come. Exactly. Or after you leave. Or after you leave. You we don't, don't need care. To, we just want you to wear purple.
0: I don't give a crap what you look like. I don't care.
1: Wear purple. Wear and purple be
0: and be there. Again, you can come. There's nothing going on at 8.30 at night. Don't tell me there is. It's a lie. And don't tell me you're studying for finals. Because that's a lie too. When I was in school, I could, <laughs> I waited. You you need a two hour break to study from studying. So get your butt over there. Bring your note cards with you. I don't care at this point. That's what I tell my students when they have to go do stuff. <laughs> oh, you need to go do the doctor's appointment? Cool. Take your note cards with you. <laughs> Time have, management skills. I have no sympathy. So go. Um, so right after LaTeX, we have a couple of way games, Louisiana Monroe, and then, of course, the Baylor game. Um, they are taking a bus to the Baylor game. I'm not sure if they're still doing the Louisiana Monroe one. I think that might be up in the air. But I know for sure there will be a bus to Baylor. So if you're going to be wanting to go to Baylor on December 18th with Jacqueline and I on the bus, Get on it, baby. Get on it. You're missing out if you're not. Seriously, the bus, the alumni bus, is where it's at. I, I'm not kidding, guys. You think alumni are old and cratchety and you don't like having fun? Wrongo.
1: Could not be more wrong. Wrongo. I promise you, once you do it, you'll never, you'll never do an away game any other way if there's a bus available. <sighs> nope. And if if we keep Having good turnout for them. They'll keep doing them for us. So why not guys? So
0: <laughs> you don't have to spend money on gas, just tickets guys. That's all I'm saying anyway. And then, so right after that, we have Arlington Baptist on the 21st. And then of course, Alabama on the 30th. Again, if you're an Alabama fan and you live in driving distance of SFA, you better stay yes at home. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Or if you're an Alabama and SFA fan, you better switch over that dang red shirt to that dang purple shirt. That's all I'm saying. Because if I know you're an SFA fan and you show up in a freaking Alabama shirt, we're going to have words. That's, that's it.
1: Don't do it. Come and wear purple, please.
0: Please. Again, I know that this is Christmas break. I know it. But still come. For the love of God, please still come. You can take a day out of your Christmas break and drive your little happy booty up to SFA I mean, hell, if you want a place to stay, I have a bed upstairs. No weirdos, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have not my bed. Let me, <laughs> Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I'm sorry. I have a guest room with your own quarters away from my bed. I'm glad you caught that, Alex. I'm yeah, glad yeah, I you, caught that too. You might have I was- had some like Craigslist creepers off of that one. Oh. That would have been great. That's a good story to tell my mother. Anyway, sorry, so, I'm sorry, mom. Alabama
1: game. We need we need to have a good turnout. We need to support the guys.
0: Absolutely, um,
1: SEC team. Yeah. Remind me, Jacqueline. Have we ever had an SEC team no, come to William R. Johnson? We have never, never, never. So this this is big, guys. We need we need to support the guys and big deal, big deal. Be there. Five o'clock,
0: December thirtieth. Be there. Be square. Much love, kisses and hugs. Anyway, all right. So. I think that wraps up tonight's edition of Pardon Me Alex. Yet again, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our lovely loyal followers on both Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't followed us yet,
1: what are you doing? Yeah, you're you're missing out, and we're now available on I think pretty much any platform you could want to listen to a podcast on. So
0: Yeah, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Apple. There's like seven or eight other options including the home site anchor. So if you're not listening to us and you're an avid podcast listener, or you don't really listen to podcasts and you're just supporting, that's fine too. That's fine. We love you anyway. So make sure you follow us. Um, We'll post stuff as often as possible. I'm sure Jacqueline will be posting a lot on the Instagram page whenever she's off exploring Northern Ireland. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready
1: for an overload starting Saturday. I'm ready. Cause I'm going to be living vicariously through you. So Saturday, by the time y'all are probably getting up here, I should be there. Good. So good. Sounds great. All right, guys. So again,
0: thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to be doing this. This has been a long time coming and hopefully you guys are enjoying our insight and witty banter. Um,
1: if you're not, we are, but <laughs> we hope, we hope that you are. And for the record,
0: um, <laughs> We're sitting here drinking sweet tea and eating canes, so um, we're just like you, normal everyday folk who love SFA <laughs> basketball. And for the record, what I wouldn't give to have the canes challenge back. I love you, frogs, so, Andy. I love you. I do. I really do. But God bless. That free chicken. That free chicken blessed. was the bomb. Yes. Keynes was always packed to the brim after a basketball <laughs> game and you literally, thank God you it could do it the next the day, but it was worth the wait. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anywho, yeah. 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 Anyway, well, we could go on. We could go on, yeah. but we're not going to because it's late. We have to get up early. It's, it's midnight. Dear God almighty. It's midnight. It's time to go way past our bedtime. Way past. We're old. Way past the bedtime.
1: Anyway. So thanks for listening. This is Alex. This is Jacqueline. I'm going to miss y'all. I'm going to miss <laughs> Being at the game on the twenty fifth, so y'all please go for me since I won't. Yeah, I won't if anybody wants to
0: come with me and sit next to me and listen to the listen to the game behind the bench,
1: you're more than welcome because it is an experience. Uh, I'll be watching from afar, but y'all enjoy it here, and then I'll I'll pick back up uh, solidarity. For yeah, watching them. So our
0: there. yeah, our next three podcasts will be obviously from the Belfast game, so they'll be kind of uh, either erratic or. Not exactly after the game, just because it's such a big time difference yeah. there. So we might have to stay tuned. We'll, we'll adjust keep you up to date. Yeah,
1: of, of what time it's going to be wherever you are. Right, where wherever you are. I don't know what that was. I don't know. It's I not- was thinking, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? But in my head, damn, that's old that, school. I know. I love Carmen San Diego. You're literally Carmen San Diego. I try. You should get a red hat. It's kind of my aspiration. I should wear one.
0: You should wear one um, over in Belfast. You have time. I have a purple one, but not a red one. Okay, that'll be, that's even better. SFA. Make sure, you, did you pack it?
1: I will. Sweet.
0: Sweet niblets.
1: Consider it done. Consider it done, guys. Okay. okay.
0: All right, so, pardon me, Alex. Signing off. Axel. Ex- Jack.